Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 109. I'm Nick Cole, and this is... Single White Medusa. Would you calm down? Would you calm down? Stop saying that to me. Can you please calm down? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, the Medusa gets on the phone with her parents, and they're talking about the vaccine and the mandate, and it's like, what is it like? I think it's, it's normal. Insane. It's normal talking, and you're you guys, like, well, you're you guys like, are calm down. You guys are all like Portuguese, and you're screaming at the top of your lungs, We're not and screaming. you're like, and this outrage, and this outrage, and this thing, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Please calm down. We just talk in an impassioned manner. That's not a screaming. <laughs> it's screaming? That's not a screaming. <laughs> oh my god, it is screaming. It's screaming. No. But you know well, I can show you screaming. Welcome behind the curtain of our marriage. <laughs> we have a good time. We do. I like how your family your fat you're like if you go to her parents' house and you watch T V and they're like wanna watch Fox, you're like, Oh please no. And it's not because I don't like Fox or anything like that. It's just the Portuguese commentary that comes with every news story and the the gesticulating and the the pronouncements and you guys do this thing where you all crank your head back and you look up at the ceiling so you're and then you speak like this with a hand out. Really? Yeah. I was not aware. So like the sound floats up around there and huh. Yeah. I like it though, it's fun. Oh I, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just observe it. I think it's cute. But uh, you. I, you, you know, I'm generally like you would think that I'm a talker in uh, real life, like if you listen to this podcast. But I'm kind of not really, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, like you if have I get a little moments, sugar or you're, coffee, you're one or the other. Yeah. But I will hold forth and give sermons. Yes. But I don't like to talk. I don't like to have like. You don't questions. like to have back and forth. Like, no, I want I want the whole congregation listening, and then I will download my wisdom onto you. But no, That's I don't want true. questions from the peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. And your whole family is the peanut gallery. Well, we're question askers. Oh, um, my gosh. That's how we they? converse. But that's how you learn, by the way. I've yes, never I've never thought questions. that a person could die of questions until I spend the weekend with your family. You know who else loved questions? <laughs> one of the most famous philosophers ever. Which one was it? Socrates? Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. Socrates loved questions. <laughs> so. um, Socrates loved asking questions yeah. that he knew the answer to. Maybe. So that they were they really weren't questions. <laughs> How do you know he knew the answer? Well, that's the Socratic method. Wow. He was leading his students to arrive at the conclusion he'd already determined mm-hmm. by asking them a series of manipulative questions that led them towards, you know. So it's yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to make a point. In the uh, court of you know, public opinion here in the Nick Cole. Well, court. in the in the court of public opinion with Nick Cole and the Medusa, you always win because oh, you you are the Ally McBeal of the court of my heart, and the, and the judge uh, and the judge finds in love. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. The plaintiff. Good. So uh, it is a crazy, insane day. You've got um, big Jim Cramer over on uh, what is that MSN LSD or he's on some you know and he he has like ah mad money and everything like one of my uh, friends on Facebook summed it up really great. He said, I listen to that guy and whatever he says, I do the opposite of, and it's really worked out for me well financially. (laughs) That was, that was pretty brilliant. And, uh, but he's over there saying, uh, that, um, the military needs to be brought in and we all need to be mandatorily vaccinated. That was his, his thing today. And then he promptly got roasted by everybody and found out that, um, 
not everyone felt, uh, shared the same opinions as bubble man celebrity who thinks that, you know, uh, that he can just like basically order society around and everything like that. And I would just say like his control file must be breathtaking to mm-hmm. like jump on and say, I think the military should go out and just forcibly vaccinate everyone. Like, the level of like disconnection from how like the world actually works or even just America or freedom. And yet this person is actually giving financial advice and telling people how to live. If you understand the concept of control files and things like that, um, I can't believe that that guy got up this morning and said, or like late last night, you know, and he's like, Oh, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to piss off three quarters of America by saying that the military should be rolled out and everybody should be forcibly jabbed on this science experiment, that's a good move for my career as a finance guy. Yeah. Not a scientist, not anything like that. That's that's my move. No, no. They called them up last night and they said, you know all that information that we have about the things that you do that no one knows? Guess what you're going to say tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And that's what he said because that's how control files work. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, which is why... You don't want to do anything that you don't want in a control file, <laughs> and then you're good. No, no. <laughs> um, another kind of interesting little thing. You have a tweet there that I showed you that I thought was really interesting. And if there are any billionaires or millionaires or, or wealthy people, I'm going to have you read that. Um, I would say that this would be one of the – something that you should remember – if you're a CEO at a corporation or like maybe like a lot of the people in this podcast work with people who are managing and running companies, I would really say like if you get a moment to talk some sense into these people as they kind of go full or well and decide like, you know, we can suspend everybody's rights for the greater good and, you know, we're going to be on the right side of history, not because you've actually done right or anything like that, but because of sort of this leftist technocratic thinking of like, if you win, the ends justify the means, then that's the right thing. And I would like to give them an example from somebody who knows about China in what happens when you side with the sort of corrupt tyrants and you're rich and you think you're going to get rich on the other side. This is an extreme example, but I can tell you, I can guarantee you there's some downstream examples and 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 you you will see. And I think I think this is the show that's coming to America and we'll call this the Jack Ma show. Yeah. So it's an article that this person is tweeting. The, and the article's title is Why China's Elite Tread a Perilous Path. And this looks like a Chinese girl that tweeted this as well. And she says, being rich in China is no funny business. And then the quote from the article is, or probably the headline or whatever. But um, among the 72 billionaires, 15 were murdered, 17 committed suicide, 7 died from accidents, 14 were executed according to the law, and 19 died from diseases. Wow. Calm down, Medusa. Calm down. How can you be calm with (laughs) headlines like that? (laughs) No, you can't. But what does that tell you? I mean, it just tells you, like, all of those people started out playing the game. Uh, You don't get wealthy in China unless the government says you get to get wealthy. And that usually means you've done some pretty shady stuff to clean it up today. Um, and you thought you could, you know, play that game. Just like, you know, and now, and now, you know, when people die of disease or poisoning or whatever it is that, like, when you really get into what a government can do to you and wants to do to you, pump chemicals into your house, 
point electromagnetic waves at your house in the middle of the night, uh, poison you, all these kinds of things. Yeah, and what is what is the Chinese government? It's not really much more than a mafia. And they're all about looting. And it's kind of weird, the similarities between the party that we have now in charge, in both left and right and things like that. These are people that sit down every day and try to figure out how to fleece Americans out of their money. When you get over to the bureaucratic side, the admin side, you see the levels that the government goes to to rip people off and deprive them of their own personal wealth via either lawfare or search and seizure or eminent domain and stuff like that. That show is coming. And so when you've got, you know, twerps like Jack Dorsey, you know, or or Mark Zuckerberg who are thinking like, oh, you know, I'm going to be on the right side. I'm going to be with Obama, who at the end of the day, I begin to wonder how many strings he's actually pulling. And and and, and anyways, I, I'm saying if, you, if you're one of those people that thinks that you're running a corporation and if you go along to get along, you can profit because you're going to end up, quote unquote, on the right side of history. I would really look at that Chinese example, the, the, the Constitution freedom in America, freedom of speech, all of these things that you guys are treading on to think that you can somehow, you know, end up, um, doing well, or, you know, like getting ahead or anything like that. Look how fast in those billionaires positions. And that happened to Jack Ma, who was basically the Jeff Bezos of Amazon. He went bye-bye to, yeah, of of China. Yeah. Who, who went away bye-bye you know, for several months. I think he's kind of resurfaced, but I'm not even sure about that. Like, mm. but he said a few things and he was gone. And it wasn't, I'll tell you this, it wasn't because he said stuff. It was because they coveted his wealth and they wanted what he had and they redistributed it to themselves and stuff like that. So I think that's coming. And I think, you know, it's a bummer, but if you have one kind of schadenfreude thing is us and the downtrodden commoners, what they love to call us now, the free dumb D-U-M-B people, um, the funny thing, you know, is like it, it's coming your way and you're going to no one's going to be more surprised when you find out you're an enemy of the state. And it's it has nothing to do with all the the ideals or being right or winning. In the end, it, it's a criminal conspiracy and, and they're going to fleece you. So those are the things to consider about that. But I think that's a pretty startling, startling tweet. For people to consider that that kind of thing goes in on China and at any level it doesn't have to be billionaires or whatever but like that could happen to you here and I think there are many people that could could raise their hand and say oh that happened to me yeah I mean it definitely is somewhat similar to how so many people around the Clintons mysteriously die for one so yeah. you kind of see that echoed there the funny already. thing about the Clinton deaths is there's an there's a level of disinformation where they try to tell you, oh, these are people that died around the Clintons, and and the conspiracy theory theorists, you know, make up stuff about this, like, and sometimes it's like it's a barista here or whatever, like, but when you talk to people who were kind of around that circle at the time, the level of death around the Clintons is staggering. Mm-hmm. It's and it, and it's not like, but I think now, especially kind of with what we talked about yesterday, it's funny the disinformation. You know, the crossfire hurricane is the deep state. It's not really the deep state that's been out for 30 years. It's the deep state that just formed about Trump, not the Mm -hmm. deep state that looted 50 trillion dollars from the American government, from you over the course of 30 to 40 years. It's the deep state that only came about in 2017 because orange man so 
bad. Is that kind of like a straw man deep state yeah. so that you don't yeah. really see so the, the, the real deep I, state? You is. have to train yourself, and we should talk about it more in, in the coming days. You have to see what the issue is, and then you have to watch the left sort of advance this fire break for you to go, oh, that's what it's all about. And sometimes it can be bad. Sometimes, but but what they're doing is they're like, don't look any further. Yeah. You know, like, don't, right. don't, like, oh, you caught me with, you know, bad pictures on my phone. Whatever you do, don't. <laughs> don't yeah. look at the computer yeah. you know like oh <laughs> this is much worse exactly yeah. yeah what about that fauci interview yesterday or i think it was sunday or whatever i mean yeah. just the level of what were your takeaways i mean Medusa? the level of awkwardness and phoniness coming from him it it was like you could tell he was so uncomfortable but trying to act like nonchalant and like like it wasn't bothering him, but, it, but you could tell it, it was like he seemed different and his phony laughter of sometimes pretending that something didn't bother him and then he would laugh. It sounded so forced. Yeah, I posted it and maybe we'll post it in the comments, but Martin Short did a character back in Saturday Night Live in the 80s that was this sort of like cigarette uh, uh, company spokesperson and like the parallels between that nervous smoking um, deflective character and Fauci yesterday were or it was the weekend or whatever but it was kind of breaking news yesterday were uncomfortably close yeah <laughs> and and when i say like if you can get a chance to kind of if you haven't seen it or whatever research this interview and look at fauci like when we say oh dishonesty or whatever i think that's kind of been an ongoing theme about fauci since kind of Rand paul began to really go after him this yesterday was orders of magnitude worse like I can't overstate that. It was so uncomfortable. It was so like and like and then going after Ted Cruz like, well, what happened? <laughs> you know, what like breathlessly, like, January six. <laughs> like it was just weird. It was like you're watching somebody who is losing it, you know, or is here's here's the word that would sum it desperate. Yes. It felt really, really desperate, and I think even the interviewer felt kind of a little awkward. You could tell but, she felt uncomfortable. But um, you know. People try to say that at the end, you know, Fauci is this sort of research medicine kingmaker, you know, and and I think with bureaucrats, there is the like anybody, anybody who's the big fish in a pond always thinks that nothing bad can happen to you because you know where all the bodies are buried or anything. Well, look at Cuomo. Cuomo has been that guy since the 80s and him and his brother are getting just knifed in the back, even as we speak right now. Um it's always amazing when the big fish finds out that there's a bigger pond and you're a small fish. And I think that's kind of what's about to happen to Fauci. I think he's about to find out that he's a small fish, but he could take a lot of people down. If, if, if all of this is kind of really what we think it is, sort of this orchestrated, does seem like genocide on some level. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of signs that point to that for sure. But um, get you know take, get a chance to watch that 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 Fauci thing is unbelievably uncomfortable and to me that would scream the the cracks are beginning to show you know so now watch the disinformation campaign that comes in response to that you know whatever it is like they may try to sacrifice Fauci or whatever but it's like at the end of the day you didn't do that on your own bro yeah yeah exactly exactly. 
there's something I wanted to touch on sort of kind of to, to wrap today up. Uh, Twitter basically is undergoing, you know, a crisis right now in that Jack Dorsey has, has resigned and walked away. I think that there's some internal sort of politics that you can look at in there. There's two camps like the camp. I think, well, there's a universal camp where everybody kind of hates Jack Dorsey. And then there's another camp that says, oh, but he was actually a libertarian and free speech and he was trying to do stuff. And now Twitter's going to get a lot worse. I don't necessarily buy that, um, that he was somehow fighting the good fight from the inside and some sort of voice of reason for freedom of speech. That guy is mentally ill. And the beard is the giveaway. I think the he weird... finally doesn't have the really crazy beard anymore, right? Or does he? Uh, no, I think he shaved his head and kept the beard. Oh, okay. So uh, that dude is mentally ill. Anytime you see someone who uh, has no emotion and has that beard, they are having some substance abuse problems or they're mentally ill. So that would just be my guess. I don't know. Your mileage may vary. But so Dorsey leaves yesterday and immediately this morning... Twitter says, um, from Twitter, Twitter safety, you know, which like nothing sounds more Orwellian than Twitter safety. You know, like Twitter safety should be like, you know, if your thumbs are being used too much, just consider turning it to the side and, you know, tap with your index finger, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe you shouldn't stare at the screen too long, you know, or go into black mode, you know, like, like, or like, don't give away your credit card number on Twitter. That should be Twitter safety stuff. Not beginning today. We will not allow the sharing of private media, such as imminent evidence of videos of private individuals without their consent. Publishing people's private life, private info, is also prohibited under the policy, as is threatening or incentivizing others to do so. And then they give you a blog link, and you're like, okay, well, you know, that could be taken, you know, at face value. Or what you really should do is kind of read into it and everything like that. Um, Who thinks that all of who thinks that this is going to go all one way? Um, I think that if you have the wrong politics uh, and there's an unflattering video of you or an unflattering picture, that's going to get shared ad nauseum. But the moment one of the protected people has that, then, then they can move in. So it's, it's it's not as friendly and universal as it and and if you look at the new twitter ceo he has some very disturbing racist comments yeah wow. yeah pretty bad guy right off the bat and has been involved in some bad stuff shouldn't actually be the ceo of a social media company mm-hmm. so i kind of broke down on twitter where i think this is going so you we read the twitter safety you know uh post from the Twitter Stasi telling telling us to chill and that they can do whatever they want. They can they can allow the photos that they want to allow, especially if they're they support the narrative and the agenda and attack enemies and anything you try to share, like those memes, those memes you make and all those kinds of things, well they they now have the right to to cap down on that. So free speech dies a little more at Twitter. Alright, so this was my response. So what this is leading to, and I believe it's coming soon with martial law, is passive participation in the internet. So let me explain that. And I've talked about that before. Um, Let me, if you would kind of read that, because my eyes are not so good anymore. It's really tiny. Okay. You say, some new pandemic-related variant slash insurrection slash war will, in their view, necessitate martial law. 
and this restrict or completely disable the internet. And yes, there are kill switches, so don't at me about that. <laughs> See, I'm like the kids. I can say don't at me. <clears throat> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, These it's are a like threat. Separate. Okay. It's a threat. What they are doing now that new guy is in charge is normalizing what social media will become when they turn the internet back, quote, on. What will it become, you ask? Well, it will become the epitome of influencer media. Now you will just watch. No likes, no comments, only shares. That's how the poors will participate. The poors, good heavens, <laughs> they want to participate in the internet. <laughs> and might I just add, I enjoy, on a very narcissistic level, having my own tweets read back to me. There was an executive who called and said he wanted to read my tweets to me because they were so <laughs> offensive. Right. And now I realize that might have actually been enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Hearing my filthy words in the mouth of an executive. I should have recorded them and like, remember that time you said this thing? <laughs> this horrible thing? Yeah, but I was reading your tweets. Oh, were really? you? <laughs> Ooh, man, we missed an opportunity. I know, I did. <laughs> and then you go on to say... Most people will be glad to have this back after the dark winter of isolation. It's going to be a dark winter, corn pop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> after the dark winter of isolation and distraction starvation, gossip and fun videos will be back, and you will once again feel like you're participating when really you're just watching. Now you will get constant narrative slash agenda slash behavior programming without all those pesky, quote, terrorists dissenting via likes, comments, and bad reviews as they advocate freedom. Yeah, or memes from the poors. <laughs> we hate their ability to meme. Mm -hmm. Their mimetic warfare ability outstrips ours, and so they therefore must be silenced. Exactly. This has been in the works for a long time. Yes, it has. Reviews and downvotes being yeah. eliminated. If you go and you look at, like, that started on Netflix with... Uh, the fat chick who's not that Amy funny. Amy Schumer? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like any, like, and Rotten Tomatoes, like, like anytime their reviews, the Fauci one, you know, or the Biden, yes. the Biden, you know, oh, White yeah. House videos, like they just turn off, turn it off. And so this has been coming, you know, Anrag Pargago, whatever his name is. I don't care if I got it <laughs> right or not. Um, he shows up and says, hey, wouldn't it be great, you know, if you do this thing? No, this is to prevent you from dissenting. And yeah. it's been going on. And this was planned, and now it's going to go harder because we are about to enter a very uncomfortable time when a lot of personal information is going to be shared. Hey, especially those videos of people stroking out. Their parents are taking, their families taking them in the hospital, or they're, you know, whatever, having heart attacks, or they're telling their stories about vaccine injury. Guess what? Those don't get to get shared oh, anymore. I wondered that's what, what triggered that, but yeah. that, that would make sense. Yeah. So you say, reviews and downvotes being eliminated. Now this. Martial law will be the biggest step, and the shock trauma of internet disablement will be the necessary step to normalize passive engagement. Remember, only certain people should have a voice in the public square, and you're not one of them. What are you going to do? Stop them? Then I have a picture of Ray Liotta and everybody in Goodfellas laughing. <laughs> so, you know, to break it down and not resummarize, basically what is happening is there there is going to come an event in which they feel the need to disable the Internet because of martial law, because of the insurrectionists, the terrorists, the MAGA people, all of these kind of people who've been threatening your freedoms. It's going to need to be turned off. Those of you that can still get on the Internet and are, you know, code monkeys or know what you're doing with the computer... 
I'm not saying the internet's going to be turned off, but for 90% of the population who probably interacts mainly with the internet through social media, and yes, Obama did install kill switches, not personally. I mean, unless he was down there with like coding for dummies, <laughs> which I wouldn't put past him. It would be an but ap- it would be work, and he's not him. actually a very hard worker. That's a known thing. Obama's not a hard worker. Yeah. Um, so they can they can shut it down for most of the population. So we'll go through that dark time, and you know everybody will be on. There will be power outages, and you know probably some dangerous looting and rioting and everything like that. And then. When the internet comes back, it's going to be influencer-driven. You're not going to be able... Because of because of freedom, uh, you're not going to be able to like. You're not going to be able to comment. Because we all know what caused that. We know what caused the shootings. They certainly were MK Ultra. You know, we know what caused the explosion. It certainly wasn't the FBI. It was you guys. And so we need to take away the comments. So what will happen ultimately what they're working towards they don't want to get rid of the internet because the internet's the best mind control device they have but they do they would like to cut down on you anarchistic monkeys who are ruining everything so we're going to move to a passive engagement internet which the best i think you'll be able to do and this might even be able to do is you'll just be able to share official approved comment who's official and who's approved kim kardashian if she says the right things Ice T if he says the right things. Uh, new Zygote that just has the biggest rock star Instagram following in the world. If they say the, say the right things. Pete Buttigieg because he's gay. That's the only thing he does. He's not actually good at his job. He's not actually good at speaking. He's not actually honest. He doesn't hasn't really done anything. But he is gay. And that's the only qualification Pete Buttigieg needs to be the only voice in politics. So... We saw it with Trump. They just turned Trump off. Now now it's moving down to you. And lo and behold, once again, Donald Trump was right. It's not me they hate, he said. It's you. And this is the movement towards that. They don't even have to go to the big martial law moment. They could just passively continue to do this. I think it would take a lot longer. But I do think they have some time factors. And so I do think we'll see a sort of critical moment. And this is the normalizing of that or what... Catherine Austin Fitz likes to call diminishing. They diminish your expectations so that you accept it as it waits. Remember, back in the day, McDonald's made a mean burger. Yeah, that's hard to believe. Do you know the Quarter Pounder song? Maybe. Which one? Two all beef pennies. Oh, I actually don't know that one. Which one do you know? I don't know. It's like a temporary thing where they... I got a little record. <laughs> Say it. No, I'm not going to. Why not? <laughs> the joy we would all have. basically rattling off their entire Well, menu don't sing it. Just say form. it. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Medusa, we had a show moment there. Mm, I know. Think of the shy. joy. Think of the, You are shy. Okay. <laughs> Never force a shy person to do anything. Thank you. But it would have been fun. Well, you did the, the uh, quarter pounder one and stuff. I said two all beef patties. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> I don't know the rest. Does anyone remember the Burger King kid, Rodney Allen Rippy? That was before your time. You weren't even born. No, I just remember that weird king character with the that's like, later. fake king head. There was this kid named like Rodney Allen Rippy, and, and he was like the Burger King, like... I forget. 70s commercials were so weird. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, I think that, that you know, like, this diminishing concept is what sort of this overstate, deep state, Bilderberg, 
you know, whatever you whatever you want to call it, the people who were basically trying to move us to a technical uh, feudal, a technoc- technocratic feudal system. Um, basically, they're diminishing everything. So you take the McDonald's hamburger. When I was a kid, McDonald's hamburger was pretty great. It was a great little league post treat and all that kind of stuff. You go into McDonald's now and you're like, what have I done wrong? To have to eat this, like you know, I'm sorry. Can I just, you know, can I go get a smoothie somewhere? It maybe almost killed you last time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I think we can all kind of make that comment. Like everything has gotten a lot crappier. Well, it's by design, and now we're moving into the internet of like how, like if you if you like uh, people call him Mr. Mercator, quarantine coof, coof. Uh, I enjoy that cat, but he kind of I think talked about a lot about. Um, how the internet was great and you could say anything you want and of course they weren't going to let you do that for much longer well this was a big move and it's it's you know it's a big move because it's twitter safety trying to seem very innocuous but the you you are being diminished here and you're going to learn to accept less there'll be that critical moment when it comes off and and you'll still be pissed off like i want to comment i want to send a mem but the vast majority of hoveling commoners and slaves and poors, like once that internet goes back on and they can see a Kim Kardashian fashion Instagram video or a makeup video or a rap guy in a skateboard with markers all over his face, they will feel like like Christ has come back. They will feel like, oh my gosh, like the internet, like and they'll have they'll cry. You know, and they won't even be able to post videos of them crying. But, you know, they will have so many feels over their own enslavement. And that will actually be the saddest thing of all. And you'll witness it. You'll see it. And you won't even be able to email me or whatever and say you were right. But I'll know. We'll know. Maybe. I was right. I just want you to sit there and look at this Betazoid male, beta boy male who's crying because Mark Hamill made a video telling everybody to get 56 vaxxed and wear 72 masks and and they're having feels because they get to watch Luke Skywalker tell them to get vaxxed again. I just just shout out whatever you got whatever you got in your hand like hopefully it's like a drink like monster or no don't drink monster. Maybe maybe like a, a an espresso. A coffee. Just pour a little bit out in the curb for me. And just be like, he was right. That son of a gun was right about the whole thing. That's the podcast.